0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we start to edge towards the penultimate pre-split fixtures. What's next for Rangers after Ross Wilson leaves for Nottingham Forest? Craig McPherson gets a six-match ban for that headbutt in the women's old firm game. And Stevie Naismith says third place isn't the be-all and end-all for Hearts as he explains it was easier for Robert Snodgrass to leave the club. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight it's your friendly Thursday duo Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. Yep and it's all heating up just two games to go to the split and a lot at stake starting tomorrow night Ross County fighting for survival Aberdeen fighting for third place <coughs> trying to push again further ahead of Hearts who face Hibs First things Saturday morning Then other big games Celtic away to Kilmarnock Rangers at home It's in Mirren Big ties this weekend And time running out For those who want to make the top six Your team Motherwell Still in with a shout Yeah no I don't think so No uh, No no. I think they've just too late And then they go to Celtic Park Last, last game yeah, before see, the split get, See that's the difference between you two Because you've done your research You've looked ahead at the fixtures yeah. He's just looking at there's a lot of important games this weekend for, for clubs you know you're looking at uh, who will finish third obviously the league was cemented last weekend you're looking who can finish third but I think that the teams like Hibs and Livingston they'll be looking top six finish I think it's between those two and then the three teams I think will be in the relegation battle come the end of the season is obviously Kilmarnock, Ross County and Dundee United A lot of important games ahead Come on down 01419511025 If you want to look ahead to those fixtures specifically Then you know, fine, please do Give us a call You can tweet us as well On today's news If you like Rangers fans We knew it was happening I think last night But just after we finished Confirmed Ross Wilson Leaving the club Going to Nottingham Forest You've now had a day To catch up with the news So what do you make of it What will his legacy be How do you assess The job that he's done And perhaps more crucially What next Do you do you still like that structure Do you still have faith In the structure Do you want to see someone Come in and take the job Would you like to move away From that type of thing Would you like to leave it more In the hands of the manager And the CEO You tell us right 01419511025 Really interesting stuff From Stephen Naismith a bit later on, Craig McPherson, I said it in the headlines as well. Six match ban for that headbutt in the women's game as well. So loads out there. Give us a call right now, please. 01419511025. And of course, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL. This is his life after the old firm game at the weekend. You know, you spend weeks building up to it. You then get the 90 minutes, you deal with the follow and then you know, you know, what's next? How do they both react? How do Celtic react to pretty much having the title in the bag? How do Rangers react? What do they do? What's next for them? How do they take things forward? All the usual questions. Yeah, you know what? In my time at Celtic, it was a wee bit less predictable than it is at the minute. Because after one of these games and you were on such a high and you won these games, then the next one was always so important that you didn't fall flat in your face and you didn't lose ground in what you'd done the week before. But this Celtic side, it just doesn't seem possible that they are going to fall flat in their face at Rugby Park come Sunday, especially against a Kilmarnock team who are struggling for Rangers. Again, it's pretty similar. They they certainly don't have Celtic's number at the minute at all, but every other team, they seem to get the job done. Um, it's a home game, so obviously they'll be looking for some sort of reaction, but the games are always usually huge. Rangers obviously want to prove... 
um, that they are much better than they've shown in the past, particularly getting beat last week. It's a perfect time for the players who've come in for a wee bit of criticism this week. Some of those bigger players, Kent, Morelos, to really stand up and put in a performance again this weekend. Or, <coughs> or if the league's is over, as everyone says it is, mm-hmm. is maybe a chance for Rangers to... Experiment. I'm not talking wildly. I don't think you'll be getting a call back anytime soon. But no. you know, I mean, have a look at, at some other things in the build up to that they, semi-final. They, they may use the squad, Gordon. Rotate. Um, but I think they'll obviously have one eye firmly on the semi-final against Celtic at Hamden. They want to get in there with a bit of momentum. It's so important a game. Um, not in the fact that beating Celtic and get to the Scottish Cup final where you'll gain firm favourites. It's the fact that you've got to try and stop Celtic probably potentially reaching a treble. So I don't think there'll be a host of young uh, blood coming through and a lot of players rested. They've got to keep them match sharpness uh, in their legs. And uh, I think Celtic will same. They've got squads to rotate. They've got quality players waiting on the bench. Yeah, I think there'll be changes, but I don't think there'll be household changes. Mm, come on then, 01419511025. What's next? What are you thinking? Rangers fans, Celtic fans, life after that old firm game at the weekend. What does the immediate future look like? And for you Rangers fans, maybe a bit more specifically, longer term, Ross Wilson. What do you make of that news? It was confirmed just after we went off air last night. Very inconvenient of all parties, I must say, uh, to save it for us finishing up. But once we went off air, confirmed leaving Rangers to Nottingham Forest. How do you look back on his time? What will his legacy be? How do you assess the job done? And what next? Do you still like that structure? Do you want another sporting director, another director of football? Or would you like to see the club head in a different direction? Do let us know. The more you call, the less I need to listen to these two. You're providing me a service on a Thursday night. 01419511025. It's been a quick week. I can't even remember. Did we have... Whispers of that on Tuesday night, no? Last time we saw you. Ross Wilson? Yeah. No. Is that came out? Is that, um, that's not bad for your standards, by the way. Um, did that sort of come out the blue then in between times? What, what do you make of that? Because that's big news, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's quite big news, especially the way clubs are structured nowadays. Sporting director, director of football, so much emphasis put on them now and how a club's run. Um, seem to come under a lot of criticism when things don't go well at a club, um, when things do go well at the club. You very rarely hear anything about them The fans don't usually um, Laud praise on them It's usually the manager that's done a good job But um, when you're at a club like Rangers and Celtic You're always in the spotlight And Ross Wilson certainly Has come under some criticism Under fire recently Because the signings clearly haven't been good enough And that's been laid at his door So by what I heard of the show last night And what I'm reading I think the majority of Rangers fans quite happy That Ross Wilson is moving on but it's a position that's left vacant now and it's how did it move on from here? He's certainly left for a big task because you look at Nottingham Forest, they're sitting there relegation. They've spent over 200 million already this season so obviously there's more money there for Ross Wilson that's a big job to try and you know stabilise Nottingham Forest obviously he can't do anything just I don't think now. many people in Glasgow are that bothered about the job he's going to though are they it's more yeah. about what he's left behind and I would just like to wish him well you know, <laughs> you're, you're a big like Nottingham see, Forest fan yeah I like to see everybody doing well in their new jobs right. uh, but I'll be interesting to hear because look he'll come in for a bit of criticism from Ranger supporters, some section, of course he will. But there's also positives there. You know, he was a guy that was involved in their title, Scottish Cup, Europa League. He brought in guys like Bassey and people like that and made good money. Were they bad signings? Yes, I think they were, and I think they were a right few. But 
I can I look back in Ross Wilson's time at Ibrox and I don't think he was what they call a failure. Mm. Well, you obviously you, didn't listen to the show nah, last night. See, listen. I'm a guy that does my homework on that because <laughs> listening to the calls last night and the Barsi one. I mean, he's I also thought, not on social media. You can tell because you you are the most different social you're media. The most he's complimentary on. person I've, I've seen. Well, 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 uh, it's my opinion because well, as much as as much as I said and uh, people out there listening and please turn up your radio, I said negative thoughts against him, but my pluses were. And you can't take away from him. Albani's CV, he was in the title. There was a, the, there was there a was caller so last important. night about the Bassey one. Scottish said Cup, that was Europa already League set up. final. Yeah. They lost in penalties. They brought in some decent players. Have they brought in some not some decent players? Yes, I will agree with that. Too but many I, though? Yeah, probably. But I think that somewhere along the line, he takes a bit of credit, Gordon. It's not always been a disaster and failure. Well, like certainly we'll get the phone calls tonight. Right, Andy is going to be first through on the line tonight. 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. So let's hear what you've got for us this evening. Andy, what do you make of it, Andy? When you saw that news over the last day or so, Ross Wilson leaving, were you disappointed or happy? No, how are you doing, guys? I, no, listen, I think his time is up. Uh, I mean, I, I must admit, I was in Ealing Presby, a lot of his signings and things like that. Uh, so I uh, good luck to him, you know what I mean. But I don't think we really need somebody like him. I think it should be down to the manager to pick the players. You know what I mean? Uh, honestly, yeah. uh, that's an interesting one. That though, because Andy will be one of tens of thousands of people. I think will have that view, and it's an interesting <laughs> debate because we, we flirted with this last night. The only bit that's publicly visible, publicly. Able for the public to judge really is your signings. No one's really going to know what Ross Wilson or any sporting director or director of football does behind the scenes. And we said it's worth bearing in mind. Generally, they might be in charge of overseeing sports science departments, academy mm-hmm. structures, women's team, all sorts of stuff. But the bit that we as fans and pundits and outsiders can judge is the signings. Yeah. And therefore, it's perfectly understandable that Andy says, don't need a, don't need a sporting director. Just let the manager pick the players. Mm-hmm. But there's also still a good reason why loads of big clubs have sporting directors. Well, of course, you're right in highlighting all the other jobs that a sporting director does and and isn't visible. Uh, a lot more than than just the players. And even when he, he he does sign the players, I guess managers have a say in that as well. And then it's up to the manager to fit those players into a formation and and get the best out of the the players. So that's why I feel that they do get a hard deal. When players don't work out It's the sporting director's fault Isn't it the coach Who's working with them Every day Supposed to be making them better It's the guy who signed them And spotted their talent elsewhere So I think that's Slightly harsh But you're right I mean Maybe You know Medical team um, Full that, structures by the way, a, I, I get why that Doesn't necessarily Prove my point Because Rangers fans say Oh well our Injuries are terrible This season So he can't have Overseen that But you know Rangers When they Issued their statement Mentioned the, the the sort of big Chapters that Were ticked off If you like The You know First league title Scottish Cup Europa League Talking about integrating The women's team Into a professional yeah. setup. up But I'd also get the fact In a week like this There's not that many Of our listeners out there Who Rangers fans Who go Oh that's great That the women's team Got integrated professionally Because th- these are You know The league table's everything To, to people isn't it But Is by it- the way If the women's team Didn't 
get up to scratch along with the others. It would be an embarrassment for it, a big club. People yeah. would be pointing the finger at the sporting director. But do so you not think harsh. also it's a bit of timing after you know you lose to Celtic? Everybody realises the league's definitely gone. Ross Wilson departs company from Rangers. Certainly, it's all going to be negative. Of course, it is. Uh, but when the dust settles, as much as I'm not saying it was the best thing that ever happened to Rangers, I still think there was a lot of boxes that he ticked for mm. Rangers. How do you rate the signings, Andy? I know it's a tough question when there were so many, but overall, nah, there was maybe two or three, but the rest of them, no, for me, they're not Rangers players. You know, what I mean, no, they weren't good enough. And that's that's what I was trying to go in last night to make. I was just saying to the producer. I mean, the next two games, we really need to put in big performances to get us right up to the semis and get try and get our starting eleven you no know, picked. I mean, it's up to the players now to fight fight for these next two games. But I agree with Gordon saying that they might make a cut of change, but not a lot. We need to get these eleven players that's going to start for the next two games in the semis because that's the biggest game of the season we've got now. Mm. We need to win it. Well, I suppose in the context of this season in particular, you could rhyme off the list. You know, I've seen loads getting mentioned from Janino Bakuna to Aaron Ramsey to mm. whoever else, and and then the 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 high profile ones that did work out that, that you mentioned earlier on, Gordon. But specifically right now, if you're looking at you know players that when are we going to see them? Do you see them? Yilmaz Matondo, both healthy transfer fees, both healthy wage, from what we're led to believe. So this this would be some of the most recent work by a recruitment department overseen by Ross Wilson. Not not him, not him solely, but it's these types of things building towards the end of the season that's frustrating the Rangers fans. Is that not fair? Yeah, uh, and the fact that obviously even the players, um, Gorner Golson come out and said, look, we stood still. I don't think that helps the profile as well. Um, I, I think I looked at today and I looked at some of the, the players that you mentioned, Gordon, I forgot they were even signed, right? They've contributed not a lot to Rangers. Jack Simpson, etc. These are the ones another, that don't, yeah, don't yeah, look great. Yeah. So, but you always go for the negatives. But I'm, I keep going back to I'm not a Ross Wilson fan by any matter of means. Uh, <laughs> but sound like it. But I've watched his career for Falkirk to Southampton Rangers now, not on a forest. But um, I've got to say, I think that you know, as much as Rangers fans, a, a vast majority of them are glad to see the back of them. I still think that the lad There was times when he'd done a good job And I think he's got to be credited for that uh, So Andy Run that by me again When you're talking about the next Couple of games and, and everything becoming about the semi-final What does that mean? Does that mean you're sticking with that same Team from the weekend And that's the so-called strongest team With the addition of Conor Goldson maybe And just trying to fine-tune that And hope they get better Or, or can you know would you make changes? Are you looking at giving other guys a chance To try and improve Building up to that game at Hamden. When I heard Gunnar Golson when they playing against Celtic, the alarm bell started ringing. But no, I think what he needs to do is start with knowing they're not the team, and then give them a half. And if they're not performing the way they perform for these next two games and the semi-finals, get give somebody else a chance because we cannot perform the way we've done against Celtic, especially going up front. We we were just so. I mean, so hard, Harley, I think you do. We were so slow and then undecided. So I would really give him a chance and go like, it's up to you now, boys. You've got a big game coming up in three weeks' time. You need to show up. You can play this game, Kamala and Aberdeen game. What do you think? Continuity, you know, going forward. Michael Beale clearly puts a lot. That's his 
probably strongest team, right? You could argue maybe Fashion Sakala on on a certain day against Celtic. Um, you know, for instance, can you can you see that same team taken to the pitch and? Focusing on those positives that everyone's been mentioning from the weekend And hoping that those fine margins don't go against you Or are you using the next couple of games to come up with some game plan in between That is going to take all the, the luck and the mistakes and the fine margins out of the equation I think it's a fine balance because you've got to take into consideration You want to sort of protect from injuries And that can happen uh, You can have a game plan in your head for two weeks uh, You know, looking into the Celtic game at uh, Hamden and that can go up in the air with a couple of injuries and all of a sudden that's thrown to your side. So you've got to take one game at a time. I think that the strongest 11, I would start them. I would start building towards semi-final against Celtic. I really would because I think it's important that they've got to try and win that game. Of course, as it it's the biggest game of their season. And um, it'll be interesting to see what Michael Beale decides to do. Will he bring Cholak back in for a, for a, for a couple of games? Put an onus on him to say, look... Against Celtic, you look at Kyogo, how sharp he was, gets his two goals. We need guys that are going to go to an end of things. I think everybody agrees that was a massive difference as well last uh, weekend. That the minute the ball fell in that box, you would imagine a Celtic player being sharp has got to put it in the back of the net more often than what a Rangers player at the other end was going to do. So he might look at that, he might switch that about. But I don't think, as I said earlier, I don't think he'll just rip everything up and then say, right, OK, we'll get by the next two games and then we'll plan for the semi-final. I think the semi-final plans now. Thank you to Andy for kicking things off. 01419511025. If you're agreeing or disagreeing with what you've heard so far now, is the perfect time to share it and we'll try and get you on next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here at 01419511025 to give us a call and please do or you can tweet at Clyde SSB let's go straight back to the phones and bring in Nadim who's a Rangers fan what's your thoughts on this Ross Wilson business Nadim? Hi Duncan hope you're well um, yeah I, maybe I'm more of a, a balanced view on it similar to, to Gordon there um, I think he's He's done well in some signings, like like Bassey and um, you know I think Jimmy Defoe as well was one that he brought in. You know, so I think he has made some good signings, some good signings. However, the, the list of bad signings is, is you know is probably double the, the list of good signings. So yeah, I, I, I'm a happy team go. If, I, if I'm honest, yeah, probably am. Um, the, the point I'm, that I made to producer Gordon was was around. Uh, um, I think when I called the other one, said he, he, you know he, he doesn't need. He thinks he doesn't need. Um, a sporting director. Now, I wouldn't maybe go as far as that. I think you maybe need a sporting director to, to to run the club, you know, and take the pressure off the manager. But in terms of being in charge of recruitment, I mean, we've seen it. At, we've seen it at Tottenham, haven't we? At Spurs, where you know you've got a sporting director who signs players that he he thinks are, are a good fit for the club, but but the manager doesn't agree, you know. And we've seen managers leave, you know. I'm using Tottenham as an example, you know, where they're not getting to sign their own players. So for Michael Beale going forward. Surely it's about what players he wants to bring into the club. And if, if Ross Wilson was still there and if he didn't agree with that, who would have, who would, who would have the, the say? So for me, I would have a sporting director in place, absolutely, but I wouldn't make him in, I wouldn't make him a head of recruitment or in charge of chances. I would say that's 100% Michael Beale's job or the manager's job to, to do that. I mean, Michael Beale would probably tell you he gets final say anyway, mm. Gordon, won't he? Ma- managers mm. do. But you do also understand where Nadim's coming from. And we said it last night, there's this... Elephant in the room 
That Celtic don't have one And everyone seems to Think that Ange Postacoglu Picks all the players himself Which again He probably doesn't Do them all himself I'm sure there's a hard working Recruitment and analysis staff That help But it's fairly obvious That he has Major control over that Department And that, that, that's that got into people's thinking Surely when, when you're a manager of clubs The size of Celtic and Rangers um, You need people Above Gordon to help you Especially the transfer You can't do the job Yourself It's too big a job but the most important thing from that relationship, you've got to be singing off the same hymn sheet. It's as simple as that. The manager and the sporting director have got to sit down, identify targets, and if the targets are there, then it's up to sporting director to go and deliver those targets. Yes, there's clubs and big clubs throughout Europe. In fact, that you know that they, they hire a head coach and basically say, we'll bring the players, you, you coach them and put them onto the pitch. But that's not the situation with Rangers and Celtic in Scotland. So I think that whoever comes into that job at Rangers, I think they've got to have a good understanding and go down the same road as a manager because that's the only way that can work. It is recruitment that sort of skews this argument, isn't it, Nadim? If I'm asking you and your fellow fans to sort of judge the job that Ross Wilson did, everybody just comes back on recruitment because, I said it earlier, that's the thing that's visible. It's the thing that people can judge. For instance, the chairman from... Uh, the, the statement, sorry, from Rangers chairman John Bennett Said that Ross Wilson's legacy will be improvements to the training ground And the women's team But for lots of fans, that, that stuff that's No disrespect to the women's team But that stuff that's a bit more in the background, isn't it? And that's maybe why signings are the, the bit that people judge Yeah, I think you're absolutely spot on there, Gordon And that's why I'm saying that, you know, I, I think that There is an absolute role for, for a sporting director to run the other parts of the of the, the club that maybe the manager, you know, um, shouldn't get involved in, so maybe it's just to be the first team for him. So, so yeah. So I think in terms of the, the training ground and and the women's team, because the women's team's done brilliant over the last you know few seasons. So, so absolutely, I've got, that's what I'm saying. What about balance view? Yeah, he's, he's definitely done some positive things. Um, he's in the equipment, you know, he's, he's, he's signed a few good players, but overall, it should be down to the manager, in my view, and whoever decides who he wants to bring. So if Ross Wilson or any sporting director wants to get involved in the club, absolutely get involved in the rest of the club, but, but not, the, not the recruitment side. Yeah, and I just wonder what it looks like. We'll get the chance, Mark, to speak to Michael Beale tomorrow in terms of right now, you know, the, the, the sort of current players that are being looked at, being pursued in the summer, I'm absolutely certain he'll say that this doesn't change anything, and yeah. that, you know, that things are either in place or can be put in place, I'm, I'm certain that's what he'll say, um, and you would take him at face value on it, but it is interesting to know just how that, that does impact the yeah. next couple of months. Because as an important time for Rangers, they're trying to strengthen, they're trying to give Michael Beale the best opportunity to catch Celtic now he's already had one window and you can maybe cut him a wee bit of slack because he was just in the door at that time but he's constantly spoke about what he's got his eye on this summer now the the job of a sporting director is to take that advice from the manager and put it into practice how does he get those targets how does he get those players it'll be him that contacts other clubs and does the negotiating not the manager because Michael Beale remember will be on the training ground constantly Modern day managers probably don't have the time to to do the things that <laughs> the managers 10, 20 years ago did. It was, it was a simpler time then. Contract negotiations are much more complicated and that's where Ross Wilson would have come into things. So for that role to be vacant at this minute, I think it is a blow for Rangers. I think they need to get someone in place sharpish, whether it's the same title or someone doing a mm. similar job, I yeah. think they need someone pretty soon. Yeah, and the, the role could change. It's interesting. Michael Beale's actually spoken to Rangers TV in the 
Not too distant past um, Speaking about Ross Wilson and the jobs that he did And he mentioned First team footballing operations Recruitment Medical Academy The things that, that we sort of Predicted earlier on um, But apparently he's going to Nottingham Forest For an even more wide ranging role Whatever that may be So I don't know what What that would include So it does show you that Each club will have their own Set of sort of criteria If you like mm-hmm. or, or roles and responsibilities yeah, For someone more, in that position There's more to that job Than just signing players mm-hmm. But The supporters aren't interested In how the uh, developments Of the training club Gordon And different things That he's implemented Into, into Obviously Hawking Howie Or Ibrooks Or whatever They're interested The quality of player That comes on team. the pitch And what they perform Do I remember Ross Wilson Rolling us as well so He didn't have to go if you thought I'm doing a good job and I can see real progress in what I'm doing, everything's I'm with Michael mm. Beale here. I can stay put. Yeah, he is obviously it, is, thought. Is that not the point, Nadim? Though that Mark's on there, the timing just seemed right. If you're Ross Wilson, whether you think you've done a great job or not, you rock up at Fir Park and you see the full away end with a, a banners with a red cross through your face. You might you might start to to think it could be time to just move on. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's probably been a factor in his decision. I think absolutely because obviously the kind of ground school within the fans was, was getting bigger and bigger in terms of wanting to go. Not just him, remember, there's other board members as well that would like to go. So so I think that did have, a, have an impact and maybe this, this opportunity's come up and um, and he's, he's thought it's too good to turn down. But, you know, he's not only got a better club than Rangers, you know, so he's gone down to Nottingham Forest, you know, nowhere near as big as Rangers. So, he's, you know, in my, in my view, he's probably gone down to it. He'll have a bigger budget, absolutely. Well, of course, he'll have that. But, you know, you'll never have you know the Met fans or the or the passion that, that you know Rangers fans have brought to the club than anywhere else before. So, so yeah, he's 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 moved on, and I, I think Rangers need to move on. I don't really agree with what Martin said there, Gordon, about about it being a bad time. I think maybe it would have been a bad time if a transfer window was open, and um, and then he couldn't you know he, he couldn't then make, make signings because obviously you know no one's there to to help him. But if that's the case, it's now you know. So I think I think we'll be okay. I think we'll get someone in. Um, he'll, he'll hopefully do a better job And make the deal more we'll move on. Eh, Sorry, then Ross Wilson And we'll move on It's funny how we live in different times If anyone See, we not really keeping a, a close eye On who these people were And you tuned in You would think Ross Wilson was a player Wouldn't you? Talking mm. about my, You know, he'll never have a fan base As passionate as Rangers Never as big a, a club <laughs> We are And last night It was like transfer news But I suppose that's modern football And the, the structures And Again, look from his point of view, yeah, he won't have the the same size of crowd or whatever. But he'll he is then going to operate at a, a sort of management level in the English Premier League. So yeah, and he's going to he's going to a club with great history, European Cup winners, all that. Um, I think that the ice in the cake for him must have been third part sitting there, Gordon. Opportunity comes in, you go down to English Premier League. Whether they'll stay in the English Premier League is another uh, debate, but also. I think his salary would have been a bit more going down south as well. So for Ross Wilson, I think the time is absolutely perfect for him. Just out of curiosity, because we're talking about different clubs having different roles and responsibilities. When you were director of football at Airdrie yeah. and he was the manager, what were your what were your roles and responsibilities? <laughs> Sausage, Sausage rolls, <laughs> bacon rolls. Because he was never at that cafe. I'll tell you that right oh, now. And when he left, the Airdrie fans done the conga down Airdrie Main Street. I, oh, what were you talking about? I overseen everything in that club, let me tell you. Now. Apart from <laughs> games and training I, and I all just the didn't like the Saturday stuff. part, but I overseen Monday to Friday it ticked along there brilliantly. Yeah, Organised in the cafe of Wendon dramatically. <laughs> everything went down. He couldn't even go to Alan and get a result. Alawa. 
what does the <laughs> spell? Oh, but come on, you want a result for promotion. I sent him along tough, I should, tough place you know, to go Lost in penalties big, did they not? I know but uh, Thanks Gordon Thanks. Biggest regret I should have taken the weekend off Were you there? Uh, oh you weren't even I there for the playoffs the weekend. Listen the people in Super Scoreboard Need me My fans are out there the They want me I'll turn their mics off Because they're, they're starting to annoy me um, What What does this immediate future look like then Sort of you know Post Post Saturday Where there's so much talk about Rangers being better and good signs and positives and then other people pointing out well ultimately still you know lost again 12 points league probably over what does this weekend and the immediate future look like what are the priorities yeah I mean priorities are obviously to win um, this weekend and also I mean a big game for me is the end of the month against Celtic the semi-finals you know so got to win that Gordon you are absolutely got to win that you got to stop them getting the, the treble that's, to me that's the almost important and for me I mean, I, I was, you know, I think it's well too early to, to, to have any big misgivings about Michael Beale's reign so far, but, you know, if we don't beat them at the end of the month, that'll be three times he's, he's played them and not been able to beat them. Uh, I think it's three times anyway, um, and not be able to beat them. So that, that to me would start to worry me slightly if, if you can't get a, a measure of them. Because I think in terms of a gap, as you say, there's a gap, clearly there's a gap, the, the, the league table shows that, but I don't think it's that big a gap that, that you know, he can't mount that gap. So I think we should be aiming to beat them at the end of the season, at the end of this month, and just stronger and stronger. Hopefully, I mean, for me, Gordon, the league was gone before, before you know, the whole fun game a couple of weeks ago there. Um, nine points, it was, for me, was too much. Twelve points, obviously, it's 100% gone for me now. So, so I wouldn't focus on that. It's all about the cup run for me now and, and just keep on strength and strength and rebuilding the summer. It was an interesting time though It was just last week We spoke about Douglas Park Stepping down Now Ross Wilson's Is obviously a role That's much more Hands on Involved in the day to day Running of the, the football club So maybe that's one That's actually even more Impactful Gordon But there's still there, there is a level Of disconnect there Clearly Some of the communication I'm, I'm looking through Twitter And I always caveat this By saying I know Twitter's extreme Right It's a bit of a mad place At times But that interview That Michael Beale's Just given to Rangers TV all the Rangers fans replying to it are just saying, "Why is Michael Beale on talking about Ross Wilson? Why is he not the chairman? Why is the why is the first team manager on to talk about the departing sporting director? Where's the new chairman? When are we going to hear from him?" So it does still feel like there's change happening. Douglas Park, Ross Wilson, but for some people, um, maybe not quick enough. And I know we're a, an impatient bunch. I, th- I think Rangers are at a situation, Gordon. That they want to get to the end of the season. And then they've got to sit down and regroup and put the structure of the club going forward in place. I'm not surprised that Michael Beale's come out there because Michael Beale worked very closely with Ross Wilson um, since he's mm. come into the club. Um, yeah, even but, in January, they must have got together to bring in the Sure, but I, I do I do get where these fans are coming from and there are loads, by the way. Yeah, you want somebody to lead from the front. It's Michael Beale in a sense, works under Ross Wilson. You want the guys that work above Ross Wilson who appointed him and who will be in charge of appointing his successor. They, they're the real authority on it. First-team manager is always wheeled out as a sort of club spokesman, when actually that, that's not always the case, surely. Well, as you say, there's reaction come from Ranger supporters that want people from above to come out and, and lead by example and, and tell the supporters. We've had this with Ranger supporters before that... The one thing they didn't like about the club was they didn't get the information that they were looking for as supporters of the club. Uh, I think that when Michael Beale came in, it was very quickly realised that 
he came out in his interviews and basically told the Rangers supporters everything they wanted to hear. And I think the Rangers supporters like Michael Beale for that. He's honesty and straightforward talking. And they're probably just sitting now thinking, right, going forward, we want to hear from above how we're mm. going to take this club forward. And it might be entirely unfair. There might be grand plans for John Bennett to do a three-hour Q&A with 10,000 Rangers fans. I've no idea, Mark Wilson, but it's there, there is that level of impatience. It's now, it's this week, it's... It's after yeah. after the weekend yeah. result just plays a part, and everyone's thinking, as I mentioned, Douglas Park, Ross Wilson. So you can, can you can understand where they're coming well, from. Well, particularly when there's a huge game coming up in a couple of weeks' time against Celtic, a make or break for your season game that you deal with this stuff instantly when it's here. You don't want it dragging on. You don't want fans on Twitter saying there's a disconnect and why is this not happening. You want to take everything off this week, get it in the back burner, and move on. But Rangers have struggled. In the past With this sort of stuff More behind the scenes stuff Than on the field stuff So mm. Critical time I don't agree with Nadim Saying oh it's not a critical time Because we're not in a transfer window Lots of transfers And lots of business Get done Before the window Kicks into play So From now Until July Is a crucial time For whoever's in that role At Rangers You can agree to disagree Thank you Nadim 01419511025 Now I've been mentioning this Every night this week So hopefully You've had the t- chance to check it out But if not, if you're looking still for a family-friendly fun day out Why not check out the point-to-point family day At Overton Racecourse You were talking about You could take your granddaughter up there, mm-hmm. surely uh, We get tickets well, look, Put your hand in your pocket for once <laughs> Treat your granddaughter <laughs> If you're going to advertise through me, you have to You know what I mean? We're part of this team If, if you're listening We've seen it the other day Remember I was asking We've seen yeah. it the other day i never seen it it's down, it's down where you play golf Anyway right Enough yeah, from you two going. Now the racing kicks off It's got pony races High octane point to point races Fun for all the family Under 16s go free There's a lot to do You'll have a good day out So you can grab your tickets From the Overton Racecourse Facebook page Or head to Clyde1.com And you can even enter To win a family hospitality pass As well Good time to call We'll try and get you on next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel are here It's 0141-951-1025 On the phones You can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB So get in touch It'd be nice to talk football with you tonight Whatever it is that's on your mind This is the place to share it So on that front let's go to Wisher Where Jack is What have you got for us Jack? Hi there, how you, how you doing lads, how you doing? Good, thank you. Uh, I'd see your opinion, I think, um, obviously, try to take a biased point of view out of it. I think seems to be going to charge on and get the next three games under belt and win the title. But I think um, Celtic will do the treble this year. Just try to think if, uh, I think big offers are going to come in, in next season for Jota and Kyogo. To see if you think Celtic will be able to even keep the two players if the big bids do come in. Love it when this happens Because if I suggest That Celtic might not hold on To Kyogo or Jota Then I get slaughtered For trying to move them on So it's great That when a, a, a fan of that club Floats the, the topic Is that a realistic concern? Mm-hmm. Yeah I would also throw what, bo- Both equally Or one more than the other or I'd probably throw a Hitachi Into that equation as well I've, Selling I've, the full team I've got, Yeah The lot Poster Coglu Boom Team bus Drop them off in England Down the M6 Turn left um, But I think the most important thing is it's a compliment. You know, Kyogo, he'll come under, he'll come in the radar, of course, with the goals he's scoring. Jota is a terrific talent. Hatate, I think most of us would probably vote him player of the year this year. Um, he's been absolutely sensational. 
So when you're playing at that level and you're playing as well as these guys are playing, yeah, of course there are people sitting at Celtic Park in away grounds watching them, monitoring them, going back with reports to big clubs. It's whether two things. Can they meet the, the price that Celtic want? Does the player want to leave Celtic? That's another thing. It's not just all, oh, a team's in for them, it's big money, then on you go. It's it's up to the player as well. So there's a lot to be done. I'm sure like Ange Postacoglu for the Celtic fans, they're trying to build something. They want to keep their best players. But sometimes money's too good. Um, it's interesting, Mark, because you talk usually, we know that if our players here can score in the Champions League, it's like the number one thing. If they can perform well in the Champions League, that's where you really catch the eye. If you can't quite do that, then you're going to have to do it in the Rangers games. So Kyogo has absolutely ticked that box. And I know Celtic were on the, the receiving end of some defeats, but you would say Hitati in-game had had good um, good Champions League performances. Interesting, because they're all... They, you can't broad brush them. Kyogo's 28, right, which is... Um, it's mad how you think that's like an old Ancient. man in football terms. <laughs> of course it's not, right? But do you know what I mean? If, if there is a big move at some point for Kyogo, then it, it's not got forever. It's slightly different with Jota, who's 24, and Hatati, who's, who's 25. Yeah, yeah, age does come into that. Um, there's two sides to it with Kyogo. He's 28. We were chatting about him the other night, saying, is he the best striker since Henrik Larsson? Remember when Henrik Larsson moved from Celtic and what he did after his career, or whatever age he was then? So it can be done. Um, I'm not quite sure about Kyogo uh, getting a big money move to England. Maybe a, a different league. There's just something that, that I think... He, the top teams in England wouldn't take the chance on spending twenty or twenty-five million on. I don't know what it is. Hatati is is another question. So though. even so, is he is he better than Edward? Funny enough, yeah. I think I think Kyogo brings you more than Edward, but but, but can't get the big money. But, move to but physicality is such a big part of what the English clubs go for. And is it right? No, mm. probably not because you know we've seen many players, small in stature, that are. Unbelievably talented and can fit in any team, but I, I don't know. It's just my feeling about Kyogo. But Hatati is a different specimen. Hatati, the way he controls games, the way he performs in the Champions League, how physical he is, many strings to his game. I think he would attract interest this summer. Are you able to feel relaxed about it though, Jack? Because Gordon mentioned something about building and keeping players together, but actually, Ange Postecoglou said publicly it's. It's the opposite for, for him in Celtic He's talked many times about being agile And acting quickly And they did Juranovic fans favourite Very good On you go Alistair Johnson might be better uh, Jack Amakis Top scorer for Celtic in the league last season Off you go Bring Owen and, and this just regenerates very quickly I know it's maybe harder to imagine Because those are three you know, Proper stalwarts of the team But does it allow you to feel relaxed That if, if that does happen It won't be a disaster? So I know, obviously, Paul Cogo is he's always, he's always going to try and upgrade the team no matter any, or doing anything he can do. He's always got to, want to bring in the players and he will know himself like the, big, the bids are going to come in for the players. But it's, I don't know, who do you think is more likely to go between the two of them? I think, personally, I think Jota is more likely to get an English club coming in for him. But again, obviously, you don't want any of the players to go. But I think Paul Cogo will have an idea of who he will want to bring in if the end of the two players are it is a good question yeah. because who's the best player is not mm. the same question as who's 
got the highest ceiling If you like or, or who's most desirable To other clubs It's just not for a, a number of reasons I did hear today From a good source That Ross Wilson at uh, <laughs> Northern Forest Was going to sign three of them <laughs> um, <laughs> So I, I, I've quite enjoyed that Because I've seen Rangers fans as well Saying as a parting gift Any chance of signing <laughs> Sorry if you're listening John you're John Lundstrom for 15 million or whatever Look Time will only tell uh, But I think you were spot on When you said I don't think it phases the manager The manager knows His players are top quality He knows that Look If you want to go And you don't want to be a part of What I'm doing here And you see the bigger picture Then fine I'll get someone in And he usually performs Because his transfer markets Have been brilliant uh, I think that's a great strength that Ange Postecoglou's got as a football manager. Um, so he'll be confident he can replace him. Um, Jota's a fan's favourite. I think that uh, for me, out of them all, if I was a scout, I would be certainly looking at Hatati. I think he's a terrific talent. You think he's the most desirable, yeah. Yeah, if you like? Yeah, 100% for me. You? Same with me, yeah. And, and it's a mystery still how his international career's not taken off. And I, I can only assume when that does, and it will happen, that. That's when big interest will come Japan's always on the world stage aren't they And big tournaments That could just be the missing piece of the jigsaw But Jota, uh, I mean Jack's right with Jota Jota is desirable because he's an entertainer Week in week out That's what fans pay to see To be entertained uh, Did he have a better season last season than he, he did, did this season? Aye, yeah. aye, aye, without doubt he did But it's been a wee bit start-stop But he's still had some fantastic moments This season scored some big goals First game of the season was it? He scored an absolute bit. Was that the first game done at Rugby Park? Scored an absolute screamer. Um, oh no, I was at home. Wasn't it? What's happening? Against yeah. Aberdeen. Just, uh, scored a screamer. No, no, I scored a screamer. Wasn't at Rugby Park. Aye, as well. aye, aye. So, uh, what are you mm. saying? Just you. <laughs> no, I must have a bit of courage of your own convictions. Yeah, exactly. know, Confidence was, in yourself. Place, Don't look at me all the time for approval. I'm nodding my head after you say I know what I'm thinking. Okay. That was the end of the point Let's go Great uh, Jack The Celtic team certainly doesn't Give off the impression That they'll ever take their foot off the gas Is that going to be the way it is now? There's no No complacency going to creep in now That everyone knows the league's done is there? No I think the league's done I think Celtic are just going to charge on I, I, I'm sure it has the three games they need now To Obviously to secure the title But let's face it guys The league's done The league's done And I think they're just going to be looking forward to the semi-final I know Rangers are going to come out fighting But I think Celtic will just put it to bed And get a treble yeah, there, become, there becomes a point where that just stops being controversial You know that there's a point in the season where somebody comes on And goes I'm telling you the league's done And then the, the lines light up with people mm. saying How dare you we still need to play them X amount of times People go full Kevin Keegan on you But it's, that, it's just this sort of tumbleweed I haven't met anyone who disagrees Even by our crazy standards on this show I think that's yeah, unanimous, isn't it? I don't think anybody will come on with an argument. Um, everybody does know. I thought it was done last weekend, even if Rangers had to win. But uh, with Celtic picking up the three points, the goal difference is sitting there. It's what twenty nine goals as well. That's another point. So, absolutely no chance. This Celtic team. It's a case of when they're going to win it. I think in two, uh, was it two thousand nine, something like that. We were behind Rangers. Now I can't remember the points gap, but it was. It was deemed incredibly difficult for us to win it But we had two games against Rangers Or three was it in a short space of time And we managed to come out and talk We won the league at Tannadice And that was deemed you know, an unbelievable achievement However it wasn't quite what this Celtic team are consistently And the games are just run that I think it was about seven eight games to go But the big game was the weekend 
Now, it probably was done before, but if Rangers took it to six points with a game at Ibrox to come, then there might have still been questions, but no doubt about it. Done now. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Thank you to Jack. It's Beat the Pundit time 01419511025. If you want to come on here and show that you have superior football knowledge to Mark Wilson or Gordon DL, which shouldn't be hard, you have to get your call in before seven o'clock. How was the form this week? Who played on Tuesday? Um, hey, Mark, yeah, Vincent Wynn. On Tuesday. <laughs> Vincent. Absolutely yeah. hopeless. So hopefully that continues for you listeners. But get your call in before seven, and your chance to beat the pundit is next. Tackle the headlines. 0141951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here and it's 0141951 If you're just joining us you've missed a bit of discussion debate about the departure of Ross Wilson looking back whether it was a good job done a bad job done and what happens next do you Rangers fans want to fill that position like for like would you like a different structure would you like the removal of a sporting director altogether Give us your thoughts We even had a call from a I wouldn't say concerned Celtic fan before the break But just floating the idea that maybe Some of the performances from fan favourites Have attracted interest from elsewhere this season uh, And still loads to get through Hearts has just been really interesting stuff all week And Stephen Naismith spoke for the first time today uh, Said it was uh, easier for him For Robert Snodgrass to not be part of it anymore Going forward Said third place isn't the be all and end all which is maybe a little bit different to what Chief Executive Andrew McKinley said earlier in the week. We're still getting your reaction, if you fancy, on the six-game ban given to Craig McPherson for the headbutt in the women's Old Firm game as well. Uh, and we're edging closer to the weekend. So lots to come, but first of all, let's do this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. 5-3 win for Simon Donnelly last oh. night and he's, he's like the master of the scrappy victory usually It's not often he puts five on the board So let's see what we've got tonight <laughs> It's a polite way of saying uh, it must be three rubbish. victories in a row there Monday, um, Tuesday, Wednesday I, I can barely class his as a victory Well, well you better Because it was a victory a tiebreaker It was awful It was a victory Anyway oh. right uh, Tony is an Aberdeen fan on the line How are you Tony? Good evening panel How are you doing? Tony oh. did you just sit in silence for a few months And wait for Aberdeen to get good again And then pick up the phone? Well I've crawled out from under my rock again. I am a very happy man. Now, you've moment, got the, so. now you're getting the passport looked out for this guaranteed group stage football that you might well. It's getting polished off, I. Unbelievable. Honestly, what a turnaround. Anyway, Stephen Naismith might have other ideas. I saw Lee Johnson saying they, you know, it's still possible they could go mm-hmm. in as well. So, been interesting into the season, but not as interesting as this on Beat the Pundit. If it's heads, it will be Mark Wilson. And if it's tails, it will be Gordon Diel. And it is tails. It's your good self. You Unlucky, ready? Tony. You're up against the master. Oh, I've seen well. you score back in the day as well, pal. Yeah, oh, Tony, I hope you got a ball. Black and white VHS. Terrific, terrific goal. Beta Max is the only place you can see that stuff now. Um, I feel like you've not played in a while. Last week. Oh, terrific victory. People are frightening me. I take it back. Right, here's the deal, Tony. I will give Gordon some greatest hits radio to listen to. So that he can't hear what's going on in here I'll give you 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know the answer Okay Yeah Right let's go then 30 seconds starts now How many Old Firm games have Celtic won this season? Three Who was the last Rangers captain Club captain from outside of the UK? Pass 
Which Scottish Premiership side's mascot is Captain Conquer? Pass. Name any SPFL player from outside the Premiership who's got more than 15 league goals this season. Bojan Milovski. Which other Scottish side has Liam Boyce played for apart from Hearts? Motherwell. Who was the last sponsor of the Scottish League Cup before Viaplay? Uh, Bet Sports. I must admit, I feel like I feel like Chris just gets to a point in the week where he just decides to make them hard. He's, he's, you notice that? Some of them are impossible. He's ridiculous. What, what is that? It's like he gets fed up as the week goes along. He and has then he just a clue. Makes them hard. He has no clue. Get they're, him on George Bowie. They're tough, aren't they? <laughs> Get him on. Get him on George the morning show. Whatever it is. Five key minute is five what you're looking for. Exactly. Are ridiculous. Not one pound to leave this studio if he's on the five key minute eye. Anyway, hard. I hope you're ready. I am you need to be listen, I'm tonight. right on it. Come okay, on. Let's go. How many old firm games have Celtic won this season? Two. Name the last Rangers club captain from outside the UK. Uh but. Which Scottish Premiership side's mascot is Captain Conquer? Livingston Name any SPFL player From outside the Premiership Who's got more than 15 league goals This season Premiership player Right Pass (laughs) Which other Scottish club Has Liam Boyce played for Apart from Hearts Ross County Who was the last sponsor Of the League Cup Before Viaplay Tennis (laughs) 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 On the TV Uh, wrong, wrong cup in about 15 years <laughs> out But apart from that did You are on it And out you said oh. uh, Tony how, did, how do you Tell feel Tell me you've won Tony um, Tell It'll me. be the best of a bad bunch I'll tell you Because I was not vintage I'll I was all over the place the I think I think boys done me perfectly there uh, And I was on a duck's egg How many old firm games Have Celtic <laughs> won this season That was three an easy start three. Tony's an Aberdeen fan I, and know, he knew three, that for I forgot sake. about the 4-0 Three So it was 1-0 to Tony But these were tough I mean to, Under time pressure To remember that The last Rangers club captain From outside the UK Is Carlos Bocanegra Oh I was going to say that No, no I you weren't I was going to say that Just wasting everybody's uh, time Did I get a point? Which Scottish Premiership side's mascot is Captain Conquer? This news must have passed me by because apparently Kelly, no, yeah, he replaced the big squirrel. He replaced no, no, nuts. The squirrel has been replaced by Captain Conquer. Aye, hey, the squirrels How like Conquer. You, you, you got to, you got to piece together the clues. Squirrels, Conquers. Yeah, see, see him on it. I detest that boy. Who? Him? Not Chris. Well, oh, you can't just point. No, this is radio. People I know. are listening. The, the, Who's supposed to know See if Tony knows that I'll go to Aberdeen tonight myself Mark, to deliver my I knew Mark, it, I knew if you it. put it together Conquers, yeah, Squirrels, Kilmarnock Well that work at the old right. Safari Hold Park yeah, minute, Coming back now uh, exactly. <laughs> I've, got, I've got 30 seconds to sit and go Right let me work this one did out you see, Did you see you made the, the, the uh, paper The other day as well with that story For what? I saw oh, you, I know, I know, it might have just been online But I saw the Scottish Sun headline Celtic ace reveals time He spent days at Safari Park Come on forget about him I'm one down uh, a nice lady asked me the next day, however. These are hard. So it's still 1 0, which is ridiculous. Boys, boys you saved me a 1 1 here. Any SPFL player from right. outside the Premiership, Tony. Tony gave me Miofsky. You panicked. So who are the who are the lower league goal getters this season? If Roger Hannah, Absolutely. He's got 19. See, I didn't understand the question. Is that, is that supposed to be I keep my telling fault you, you've or? got to do a little bit better. That was mixed up. <laughs> That was me. <laughs> See, he explained it. Not anybody in the top league. What can he do better? 
Most goals. So I can yeah, me. So there you go. My, I'd have been boom, boom. My boom. crime is that I'm not on your wavelength. Yeah. Because not many people are. So ah, you're right. not getting yeah, off yeah. for that. 1 0 oh, at this, this stage. Is good. Dreadful. Liam Boyce. Get in there. This is where I come back. Do you know Tony Stark? No chance. Oh, no, hold on a minute. He's fell up there, isn't he? <laughs> Which means up there, ding ball. Well, it's just. And the map is only across the road. Oh, people from the northern Scotland there uh, <laughs> hating you. <laughs> Dingmo's up the way Tony said Motherwell Oh, oh It's an equaliser You have saved me Tony One all Which all comes down To the last question Was Tennant's The last sponsor <laughs> Was it not Of the League Cup And I feel Oh for, League Cup I went Scottish Cup I feel like Tony Hit the bar He said Bet Sports Which I Bet Fred I'd love, Bet Fred No it was Premier Sports Premier. So it was a combination Oh no Oh, oh no Tony. Tony How do you think I feel I get paid for us Exactly, Tony, right We're going to go to the tiebreaker Right, come on, so, Tony I'm going to read the Should question, Tony I'll get you to I'll get Gordon to write his answer down I'll then invite you to give me your attempt, okay? Oh, come on Yeah, let's go for it Don't make it a hard day. Tense Oh, the, oh my goodness, right You're uh, not good at much on here No offence <laughs> Some, right, some Duncan, I'm getting I'm, <laughs> feedback for you there But Duncan. if I was to pick one branch of quizzing oh, That you can't handle it's no geography no, it's even it? worse It's percentages right? <laughs> A hundred I'm going a hundred Tony To the nearest percent What percentage of all Scottish Cup finals Have been won By Celtic and Rangers To the nearest percent What percentage of all Scottish Cup Remember finals it only goes up to Have 100. been won by Celtic and Rangers <laughs> Show me your paper Okay Tony what are you going Um, 55 <laughs> No he's not had it in there Tony has got it on the nose. Oh, it's 55. No! Tony, outstanding. How did you know that, Tony? It was a rough guess. No, <laughs> Tony was well excited there. <laughs> Tony, did, did you, you know. say something there? Hold on, right, we've got a problem Because on our if hands. you did, you're banned. We've got a real problem <laughs> on our hands. Because dump Tony, him, this has quick. never happened before. Tony's just apologised for bad language <laughs> that I didn't hear. I need to be honest. So, Ofcom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. We're sorry. What did you say, Tony? Uh, say it again, <laughs> and then we'll dump you. Dump him. Did you hear it? Yes. No, you didn't. A ridiculous I Tony. Did you back me here? Did you hear it? No, I hadn't a clue. Certainly it? not. Right. Well, apologise to anyone oh. who heard it. To be, to be fair, it wasn't you, Tony. It was me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. 65. That's outstanding. Uh, bro, Tony, that's amazing. do you know something? I'm glad for you tonight. You said 64. By your start, I thought that was. I, I was alright. Would have been enough. I would have went high on that. Aye, I would have been well out. Here. No, it's um, Celtic have won 40, Rangers won 34, and there have been 137 finals. Mm. For anyone who wants to crush the numbers so. How can uh, I'm delighted for Tony Because he obviously remembered A few of my goals He's a big fan And I like to give balls out To big fans And then he went and swore <laughs> on, Apparently Apparently in his celebration But listen We'll delete it from the podcast And hope for the best Thank you to Tony Who was an Aberdeen fan On the line He's, he's actually uh -huh. waited for Aberdeen To get good He admitted it Came on Raised his head And, hmm. and even Got a victory They're not even good A bit But See, beat the pundit. Beat the pundit's a bit of fun, a bit of nice questions, a couple of easy ones, a couple of hard ones. This guy hasn't a clue what he's doing. They, he were, tough, they were tough questions tonight, I must admit. Yep. Comes in here with somebody like a base out of rollers with a tart and everything on. He has no idea what he's doing. Hmm, speaking of. Oh, yeah. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of mu musical acts from a bygone <laughs> era and dressing appropriately to go and see them, like a seamless transition here. Yeah, I Mark love it. Wilson. 
he is looking oh, a bit sharp hey, tonight. There must be Thanks. a reason that yeah, you've gone he is for looking sharp. black pony with <laughs> <laughs> grey jacket because yeah. it's about 45 degrees in I here. Know, a bit hot. You've had a haircut, you've got mm -hmm. extra gel on, and you've got yeah. a black pony neck on. Where, where are you going? <laughs> big, big night, uh, uh, Big gig on at the, the old Royal Concert <laughs> Hall. Okay. The old uh, Matt Goss from Bros. I'm <laughs> just taking that in the night. How old are you? That's how. Ross, you're good. I always say that you and I are of a similar generation, and yeah. it's this guy that's the old timer, right? So I'm only a, f a couple of years younger than you, and I can tell you for sure I ain't going to see. Would you My go and see Bros? No, absolutely. Well, I was not. more a funny man. Strictly come dancing. Thank you. What, what is wrong with this guy? I, I would go and see Exactly, that. but you're old enough to be his dad. But I wouldn't you dress like that. Yeah, I think they were big in eighties. You wouldn't dress. You wish you could dress like this. No, I wouldn't dress like but that. But the, the worst thing is, I'm missing half the show. I, I thought, like any other act, he would come on at. You know, you go to the hydro and they come on at Nathan like ten Carter nine or that. nine o'clock. So you get the, the start. It's so coming on at half seven that's because it's for old people. He's on at six. He's got a bubble bath around. I know. I'm missing it. Aye, for the love of the show. Eh? How good's that going to be though? So for the other people who are there, they're going to see him shuffling, shuffling in with his pollen echo. I'm front row seats as well. Are you in the front row? Celtics, Mark Wilson, straight to the front. Hey, there'll be Salah here, Janet. Have a look at this one coming in. He hangs his ticket. You actually had some very interesting um, feedback from the show the other night, right? Someone tweeted me, and uh, I've heard this a couple of times, but I really wish people wouldn't do it because it's it's so disturbing. So I got a tweet from Paul, um, who said he decided to listen to to last night's show on the podcast. It's obviously up there every night on the podcast um, at half the speed, right? Oh. You can slow your podcasts right down, oh, right. or you can speed them up. Actually, sometimes speed them up a bit. You get through them a bit quicker, obviously. But you don't want to speed them up so much that you can't understand what's being said. So do you remember we had the discussion the other night about you getting trapped at Dumbarton Stadium? Yeah, claustrophobic. Exactly. That's mm. the key word here. Um, yeah. And we spoke about that on Tuesday night. So for whatever reason, Paul, in his spare time, listens to the Clyde One Super Scoreboard podcast slowed down. <laughs> Why? I don't know. And... Oh. Uh, he sent, he sent me the clip And it, it, it is quite spectacular Right I'll just play it back to you Because you'll, you'll never have heard yourself In this way before That should be and a forfeit of the point And the weight has to go oh. For poor groundskeeping I'll never get near that ground As long as I'm on the surf Never Because you get locked in I get locked in Claustrophobic <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> It's the clock oh, claustrophobic Do you know so I actually sound no bad By the way I've heard you like that A few times before <laughs> Usually at four in the morning That's <laughs> <laughs> brilliant me He's surely not listening To the full show like that. <laughs> I mean I thought Probably It'll just take finished. him It'll take him four hours there, If he does some sad people out there And they when they're doing that well, Thank you Paul For bringing a bit of Comic relief To a, a sometimes serious uh, Business Anyway we're going to speak To Frankie and Carlook next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here It's 0141 951 1025 If you want to get in touch you two will, You'll get your teaser in a minute Because I took that break nice and early Because Frankie had been hanging on the line So you're not losing any time Don't you worry Let's bring in Frankie uh, And get his thoughts tonight Hi Frankie Hi how are you doing panel? I'm good how are you? 
Oh yeah, fine, thanks. Good thanks man, good. What's your point tonight? Yeah, my point, I think, tonight is the fact that uh, what did the panel think of the deemed um, result of the Craig McPherson sort of a ban as such? You know, you're talking, this is a man who, you know, um, and I've nothing personal against him, can obviously prompt you that, but playing football myself personally, you would look and think, you know, this is a, a, this is a game and the women's football took off so, so well. It's done brilliant. It's really going so, so far. And then for for this character to do this, when there's kids as well involved in this, I, I just think, you know, a six-game ban. My God, you know, I remember years ago when I played football, and I'm an old fella now, um, if you ever touched an official, you get sun died. You know, it's an old-fashioned thing. You never kicked the ball again. Yeah, I, I'm, for anyone who doesn't know exactly what, what Frankie's discussing It's the Rangers women's coach Craig McPherson You'll all certainly remember the incident I think But he's been given a six match ban over his headbutt on Fran Alonso The Celtic head coach Remember it was the one all draw at Broadwood The women's old firm game He admitted the charge of violent conduct at a disciplinary hearing with Scottish FA today uh, And so Frankie's point in a nutshell Mark is Six games isn't enough What, what, what are your thoughts? Um, look it's a tough one to call in terms of the length of ban It should be just because it was so out of the ordinary That we don't see it that often But should he be cancelled forever And not get to work again? No, I don't agree with that I mean the cancel culture nowadays is absolutely shocking for everything And I don't believe that Right, this show's taking a bit of a different turn I think Kim is on a new one show <laughs> One night away to see whatever 80s actors Matt Goss, never forget Matt Goss Anyway But so... Is Frankie suggesting that in his day He would never have been involved in football again I don't believe that's the case either So six games I, I think see there was no remorse over it And he didn't come out And he unreservedly apologised Took a few days right enough But he did, still did Then I think it might have been slightly different But he's apologised yeah. It's wrong Wasn't a good look and they've deemed six games enough I don't know how they get to that But I mean what's an appropriate number Frankie I, I'm a bit like Mark I'm not Because it doesn't happen all the time That have loads to compare it to I don't really know What, what your thoughts would be what, What's an appropriate number I don't even think appropriate number comes to mind I mean Just old school I'm old school obviously So I mean, yeah, God you mean, you Touch him to You know like, On the sidelines I mean I happened in the football park I happened all the time In the football park You know and and then you took your stuff up the tunnel and you sorted the stuff in the tunnel. Well, exactly. I feel like old old school. I don't. I feel <laughs> we've got that back to front because if anything that would you know, would be let fly a bit yeah, more, you would imagine. It's the opposite. Um, difficult one, Gordon, because mm. everything Frankie says is right. You know, you're talking about the optics of it. It's you know what it, the image it portrayed for the women's game in a first match ever live on a first league match live on Sky Sports. Loads of families in attendance. Even the sort of the manner of it, you know, in terms of coming up behind, you know, it, it, mm -hmm. it was a, it was an awful look. But if a player did it on the pitch, if a player did that to another player on the pitch, they, they wouldn't they wouldn't be banned forever. You know, they they just mm -hmm. wouldn't. So I I don't know if it's different. I don't know if you can equate those two. Frankie doesn't think six games is enough. Have you got any thoughts? Yeah, I, I'm a bit old school as well, but I'm not going down the road of Frankie by saying look, he shouldn't work again. We don't want to see it, of course we don't um, I'm sure, and I think Mark makes a good point I think Craig McPherson uh, apologised to the Celtic manager I think he accepted that, Gordon I think they had a good chat about it 
Yes, you can say out of character, but it doesn't matter. You still shouldn't be doing that sort of behaviour at the end of a football game or on a football pitch. As you say, there's people there, an audience, young kids at the game taking in probably their first game by experience. You've got to lead by example. Um, but they seem fitting that they've punished them with six games. I'm with you. Is it six? Is it eight? Is it ten? Whatever it may be. It's been done. It's been dealt with. And I think Craig McPherson has got to realise now that that's a mistake he'll never ever make again. And we've all made mistakes in life, let's be honest about it. Uh, but he'll have to dust himself mm-hmm. down now and move on. I mean, what did Mitrovic get for the grabbing the ref? Eight? Was it to get eight? Yeah. Um, a couple I mean, of weeks the, ago. So the again, linesman with Andy Robertson, the assistant ref, should I say with Andy Robertson, it's, uh, it's still being investigated. What does he so get? I, I struggle with these because, I mean, they're not the same. <clears throat> We're just tenuously grasping for other players that have been. Banned for something recently It was eight games So could you People might want to say Is this worse Should it have been eight Should it have been more It just feels It feels difficult Mark To narrow it down To a very specific number I don't know It's a totally personal thing Are there people out there Who think Oh six is not enough That's a disgrace But eight would be fine You know Mm, Just to to pick that A very specific number Um, And you know The replies to Twitter On uh, our Twitter article On this earlier Are you know Incredible talking about It was assault And all this stuff But that's not the Scott. You know, if something like that takes place, we've got a, we've got a, a criminal system, exactly. a legal system yeah. that kicks in. I mean, that clearly there clearly wasn't anything um, on that side of it. And the Scottish FA, we have don't to, we have don't to know. Deal in, I don't know internally respect. what Rangers did. They obviously mm. didn't um, sack him or anything like that. I don't know what Rangers did internally as a way of punishment. But for the Scottish FA, they've decided that. Six games Of course And they've set now A precedent Because like I say It's very rare that it happens So with nothing Really to compare it to In this game I mean I got People saying Way back to Duncan Ferguson's day And you know That was a totally That was totally different Was it? Without Because yeah I don't think we need to get into it But that's so different On a number of of levels Of course So there is no comparison so we very rarely see this the There's, a, there's, have there's a call this. right now From William who wants to come on And say that Duncan Ferguson Got in jail I oh, see there the, you go These are just apples and that, oranges yeah. though, Aren't they like Yeah <clears throat> Yeah but you've got to be careful It wasn't a case of Duncan Ferguson got to jail Because he had butted Exactly I was, I was my teammate Oh it's your mate huh? Yeah yeah, uh, there's a, a combination Previous of other things as well yeah. that come into it. Look, I think we can get carried away with this. We all know that it wasn't right. Of course, nobody's saying that, you know, it's a good look. It was terrible, disgusting. But to send I the guy from his, his livelihood and everything, I think we're going a bit far in that. Yeah, you can argue it's six games too late. Would it be better A? Would it be better 10? I don't know the reason. I don't know the answer to that. But Craig McPherson's come out. And showed a lot of remorse as well. And he knows he's made such a big mistake. It could have cost him his job and everything. But six games, he'll have to just do his ban and then obviously never make that mistake again. I don't think he will. I can only think the six games, Gordon, comes from... They must have looked at what happens at the minute, you know, where a straight red is obviously the one game. Is that What what elevates you to three games? Is there something in place uh, for no, a three-game ban? I mean, an accumulation um, uh, No you'd be For like a violent conduct Or serious foul play Straight red First offence is two I think Is it two games Yeah not one yeah. So there you go Three times that You know I, I guess that's how They've arrived at six I don't think They would have just grasped Oh six sounds a good number We'll hit that well, I, I, think I, I be must admit I, I, I don't know that Because think it, What did Jim Goodwin get For Ryan Porteous Comments about him Being a 
a cheat and all that stuff. So there, there has to be an element of this. It's like, I guess it's when any punishment's handed out. Um, there's never going to be this exact framework to. Probably not, but I think I I would I would hope there's something rather than just guessing at the SFA, just saying, by the way, what do you think we should give Jim Goodwin? Um we'll give him six games. You know, what about Craig McPherson? Eh, let me think. Six sound all right, aye, okay. I'd like to think there's something better in place mm. than that. Sides meet again in a few weeks, by the way. So I think uh, oh, let me get your helmets on. Try to count the six. <laughs> I would ass- I would assume that's within the next six. <laughs> I think you'll miss that one certainly. Oh, well. Um but I, it's tr- you'd at least like to think that because of the sort of overall embarrassment and bad look that it gave to the women's game, that there would be a concerted effort for everyone to act all friendly. When, you when think so? But I tell out. you what, there might be an enlarged audience. I know the numbers were good for that fixture. Think about when it comes round again, and it's it's a sad thing to say, but people love drama like that. You know, we don't like to see it in the game, but people love when it happens, and it'll attract more people. But I think. Both sets of players and staff will be in their best behaviour that day. Okay, thank you to Frankie in Carluke on 01419511025. We are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. Got a teaser for you. Good. And I must admit, I hope it's not one that gives us loads of stewards inquiries because there's a few surprising omissions for me. But there we are. Uh, can you name in the Scottish Premiership era? So that's 2013 14 onwards, yes? Yeah. <laughs> there are nine players. Who've made more than 250 appearances in the league in the Premiership era? There are only nine players who've made more than 250 appearances in the Premiership era. McGregor, Callum McGregor. Which one? Sorry, Callum. Callum, McGregor. Callum is absolutely Alan McGregor. There. Alan? No. no, no, no. That's why I'm saying he's I not there. Don't start shouting out nonsense. And I'll think about it's it. Just t- 250. Stevenson. Lewis Stevenson. Oh, you would have thought so. Yeah. Appar- apparently not. Oh, so like this that are making me worry. Hamlin. <laughs> Don't tell me he's not on it either. All oh, right, James Tavernier. Right, let's go for Tavernier. No. What? What list is that you've got? Considine. Well, Considine. Well, hold on. Constantine. Andrew Considine. <laughs> yes. He's nearly top. He's got 285. Right. Like, well, if you think about it, so what Rangers in the. Premiership in the 16 17 season. No, right, okay. So you need to. James Forrest. Oh. This is the one that's worried me, not on the list. Ah. <laughs> you need to look at that again. James Forrest, definitely. No, he's not. No, 250, yeah. yeah. He's, got, he's got 224 Premiership appearances. Craig Gordon. No. Davidson at St Why? Johnston. Was it Celtic <sighs> at that time and Hearts? No. Davidson at St Johnston. No. Wotherspoon. Yes, alright, we'll leave it there You need thinking time You're just throwing random names at me There's oh, well, no, good answer. Is I, there's no consideration being given here It's just it's Yeah, well it's nah. been over to He's got 264 we'll Leave it there Callum McGregor Andy Considine David Witherspoon Players with more than 250 Scottish Premiership appearances So that's since the 2013-14 season onwards Alright David Witherspoon's apparently top of that list, you know is he? On 289, I'm surprised at that but anyway, Yeah, I'd have went for Considine I'm really worried about this question now Aye, I think it's nah, we'll questionable We'll <laughs> see We will see, right 01419511025 is the number you need Liam is in Rob Royston, how are you Liam? I'm good, thanks And I've got a bit of paper with your name on it So I don't call you Jerry tonight, Gordon Oh, was that you that did that a couple of years ago? I remember that I've just about it forgiven you yes. 
Thanks for that. I've already been called Duncan tonight, so it's been a, it's been an interesting night. Um, and Mick and Davy across the desk are in good form here as well. So take it away, Liam. Uh, no, I'm just kind of following on from from what's been uh, been said tonight. I think that this this summer coming up is, is going to be a really interesting uh, transfer period because whatever Ange Postecoglou is doing just now, whether it's it's him or he's got his, his own team, I don't know how he's doing his recruitment, it's working. And I'm pretty certain that Celtic will lose players in the summer. Um, there'll be a, there will be teams from down south that are looking up here and. They can get bargain players. They're not paying top dollar for guys in Scotland. That, that's been shown. They'll come up and they'll have a look. I do think that... I don't know. I'm just guessing and surmising. But I do think that Ange Postecoglou will have a plan in place. He'll have players that potentially he's, he's got guys out looking at to, to fill in just now. On the other side of the city, with with that now, is it going to be Michael Beale who, who has to go and he, he's got his team around him and, and he starts to do it with Ross Wilson being away? I think... I genuinely think this is a really interesting kind of period that's coming up because if I'm obviously a Celtic supporter, but if Michael Beal goes and his recruitment doesn't work, does does that take the, the heat off of Ross Wilson? Does it? It's a, it's a strange one. I think it's a strange one because with the Rangers fans, it wasn't that long ago that, that, that Ross Wilson was a hero when he brought. Aaron Ramsey. I mean, Twitter went mad. The world of Scottish football went mad because this guy had managed to bring Aaron Ramsey to the club, but it didn't work. So I just think this summer's really going to be pivotal to see what happens in the next season's going to be really pretty good. It's interesting that, Mark, because Liam hits on a really good point, I think, about we are selective as, a, as fans and, and probably pundits as well about who gets credit, who gets blame, when, you know, for, for signings. So Ross Wilson is getting battered a lot from from Rangers fans. Do, does he get the praise for the good ones? Does the manager get praise for being the final say on the good ones? Or does he get stick for having the final say in the bad ones? Yeah. Where's your, your head of recruitment and your, your scouts and all of this stuff as well? So it, it's... Um, Sometimes you know people will just be selective in where they direct their blame. Yeah, you know what? It's not a job ever envy being a sporting director, director of football, because I think it's it's right that they don't get the credit when players work, because all of a sudden it becomes a manager. Yeah, the director of football, sporting director, got it over the line, but the manager fitted him into a system and he, you know, he improved them as a player. When they don't go right. Very rarely the manager's fault It's always this guy We should never have signed him And the guy that signed him Was the sporting director So it's a very difficult role To get right And I said before When you're at Celtic and Rangers This role You are on the front line As much Sometimes as much as a manager In the fire line As much as a manager So That's why I think Ross Wilson looked at this Seen it as a A, a good way out um, High pressure Gig and it's it's no different. Obviously, it's high pressure down south. But being here in this city, well, there's not much like the pressure up here. Surely, yeah, is is much different. I don't think if he did a poor job at Nottingham Forest, the fans would have banners where a red cross going through. His, no, not a chance. So I think he looked at the overall situation, and thought, yeah, it's time for me to depart, and I'm actually going to a a, a decent league with decent structure. So a tough gig. Liam's yeah. a Celtic fan, though, Gordon, and he's given us a, a sort of broad. Look ahead Thinks it's going to be An exciting and important Summer transfer window mm. It's the 13th of April So That tells you the league's over that, and it's, that That's the only scenario Under which we We start that conversation This early 
Yeah, um, for most Celtic fans, I think there's probably two really important games to look to. One, the semi-final. If you get through that, then the final, obviously, to win the treble. Uh, but look, as much as fans are thinking right about the summer, managers already are ahead of that game. You know, Postacoglu will be sitting there having a fair idea of what he's got to bring in, who he wants to bring in, what positions he's want to fill. He might have an idea of who he may lose. Um, and there's no surprise in that. Um, so if you're doing your job right, you're ahead of the game and you should be. Another side of the city, I think this summer is so important for Michael Beale. If he's any chance of getting near Celtic, he has got to get it right. As Postacoglov has come into Celtic and his transfer windows have been absolutely terrific and you can't take that away from him. Michael Beale has got to do the exact same. Thank you very much to Liam on the line. That was Liam and Rob Royston on 01419511025. You can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. And your final piece of contact us information for one night full time at Clyde1.com. That is the address you need if you want to send a full time teaser in. So we've had one in tonight and it's quite good because it's got some surprising answers on it. We're looking for, did I tell you nine? Eight or nine? Nine, nine players who've made more than 250 Scottish. Premiership appearances So the key there is the word Premiership From the 13-14 season Onwards Over 250 There is some There are some big hitters Not on this list Callum McGregor is Andy Considine is mm-hmm. And David Wotherspoon is What about Charlie McGrew? Oh, the worst answer of the lot Aye, aye Why? Pretty bad Dreadful Aberdeen Celtic and Since the United How many uh, Since 2013-14 What about Devlin now? at Livingston Is that bad as well? Oh, Rubbish. What about Halkett at Hearts? Marcus Fraser. I'm more interested in that, but he's only got two four two. Oh, <laughs> oh, what about that? Those serious so answers close. you just gave me there. I thought awful. I was right on the money when we through. So I guess well, Pittman Pitt Pitt isn't he one. Think between 2013 14, he, sp- he was at Blackburn, he was down the road for ah, ages. Ah, never come uh, on, Scott yeah. Pittman. No. When did Livy come into the top flight? Come on. Exactly. Think. What a Livy player there. Hmm. Scott Pittman's about 100 short of this list. Is he? Are there any motherwell ones? No. I'm, I'm surprised. Like... There's one that I'm amazed you've not got. Amazed. Come on. From Motherwell? No. Surprised you've not got it. Celtic, Dundee United. Your posters of this guy in his wall. Oh, no. <laughs> who would that be? Oh, I know who he's got posters of, but. Who? They're all retired. Mm. Um, Is this a joke? Seriously. You must know the, the guy I'm getting at. <laughs> oh <No. my> <laughs> That's a difficult one tonight. If the question was trophies won during the Premiership era, this guy would be right up there. He lifted most of them. Scott Brown. Oh my good old pal. <laughs> How could I forget? See, so just disgraceful. Out of mind. We're going to hear from Stephen Naismith on binning Robert Snodgrass next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here It's 0141951025 And we're in the final part So we're running out of time If you want to squeeze your call in On the full time teaser tonight I like this one Because there are um, a few surprises in there I think we're looking for Nine players who've got more than 250 Scottish Premiership appearances So Premiership era 2013-14 onwards Easy ones like Callum McGregor, Andy Considine, Scott Brown 
David Witherspoon you've got But you've given me some big names That you thought would be on it And aren't Tavernier's a bit short James Forrest isn't on it Anymore Yeah I've got a cracker Because I was thinking Tony the night And beat the pundit Aberdeen I'm hopeful that's his name is it Johnny Hayes Wonderful Well done Well done 268 And I'm staying there I'm staying up there, the north. Jim Leighton? No. I played against Alex Jim Alex McLeish? No, played against him as well. Willie Miller. Now McKinn. Yes. Who is this guy? Boom, Who boom. is this genius you've got in your team, Mark uh, Wilson? Boom, boom. Incredible. Uh, I'm going to give you a wrong answer. Lee Griffiths? Yeah, it's wrong. Don't waste my time. There you go. I, I was good at my. I can give Shaughnessy. you the wrong ones. I can give you the right ones. Joe Shaw. Joe Shaw. Honestly, aye. That's brilliant. Thanks, I would thanks, never thanks, I know. That. I had to think hard that. for that one. Well done. Yeah, I'm happy with that. So, what? One, two, three, four, four five, six, six, two to get. Mm. You'll never get them. I don't think we'll get them as well. I'm a goalkeeper in there. Well, must, must be, be a goalie. Must be a goalie. You always say that, don't you? Ah, yeah, there's a goalie, there's a goalie in, there. in there. You've had Goals some. You've time. had some poetry in for your big night out from our, our resident here, yeah, curious creatures. He says Wilson's dressed for action as he hits the concert hall. When will he be famous, as the hoops fans used to call? <sighs> Matt Goss is quite the chanter, as the connoisseur <sighs> can tell. The dazzler thinks he's better taking free kicks for the well. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's Sean Goss. See what he did there? Uh, yeah, get that's that, clever. Get the there. Yeah. I, it's that not just about rhyming that guy. He famous. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's I, good. I like that because that's the only song I now remember. Me as well. What sang. I know. Brilliant. When will I be famous? Well, what other ones would you like to give us some to warm you up? Uh, from that? Uh, I what's that? Because it's I, all in the I news. Know, I know you. Uh, I owe you nothing. I owe oh, you nothing. Oh, I'm nothing at all. Go. Uh, that's the one. But <laughs> when will I be it's famous? All, it's it's one. big talking point at the moment, isn't it? People who, who <laughs> I had to run my fingers through my hair. I was so distressed. Well, if we hurry up with this, you all might catch one <laughs> of these know, songs. People in the audience singing and ruining the performance. Oh, I would Whitney Houston thing. It's all it's all kicking. We could actually, since we've not got long left, I could throw this out to the listeners and they can get back to me for the weekend. You ever seen that episode of Friends? Everything in my house comes back to a Friends reference, right? Where Joey just decides that he needs a new walk, right? It's such like a stupid thing to, to come up with. As in a walk? As in. Like, like a new walk, like a new style. Yeah, yeah. Right? Gordon DL come into the office earlier, Mark Wilson, serious as you like, 61 years of age, just looked me in the eye and said, think I think I need a new hairstyle. Yeah, I do. He said that same haircut for 40 years, yeah. and now he's decided, with no offence, no that much hair left. Hold on a minute, what do you mean no What sort of style are you imagining here? Big, I, I, big I, gaps in it I don't know I can see your scalp Like Jota every angle. Like that, yeah. The Hamden Park Jota. pitch We'll call it <laughs> A grey Jota Balding Yeah No I don't think Bobbly. I'm only I'm only a wee bit At the back there Mark And I don't see I can see, see through that That no, flick no, you At the can't. front But I'm, I'm fed up With the flick I might go Side brushed over Heavy not enough to Heavy brush on over. top Hey don't you worry about that I'm sure the, the listeners Would come up with some Great Skin ideas. fade Get my skin fade Run the back That can be your, your task For the weekend Tell us what type of New hairstyle A 61 year old man um, Should pursue In the meantime Whilst we get back to reality Let's hear from Stephen A. Smith Because an interesting week For him He's been speaking For the first time As interim Manager of Hearts He's made some big decisions Already hasn't he Getting rid of Robert Snodgrass uh, and he says that Snodgrass not being part of his plans will make his job easier. He says the player was disappointed by the news and it wasn't an easy conversation. Snoddy is not going to be involved. Um, that kind of part of it is ongoing. I had a chat with him 
Obviously, there's a suspension there. The decision's been made, and if Snoddy's not involved, for me personally, the, the, the job becomes harder if there's questions always about Snoddy. And I, I, speaking to Snoddy, I had this conversation with him, and all round, I felt it was best that he wasn't around for that. Um, for no other reason than it makes everything easier for me. Now, on that, Snoddy was really disappointed in it. And it's hard for me as somebody who's his friend, his teammate, and had a, a long-lasting relationship with him to have that conversation, speak to him and see how disappointed he was. But Snoddy's got really good attributes. He's got, He's been a fantastic player for when I was his teammate. And I've only got good things to say about him, but the decision was made. I mean, it seems a bit weird. I mean, Stephen Naismith... Sounds like a man talking that half it was his decision, half it was already made. You know, it makes things easier for him. Again, I would have thought having an experienced guy like Robert Snodgrass, who's played a lot of football this season, he played the last game, okay, he was sent off to serve a suspension, but he could add something if you are going for third. And that's what that's the task ahead of Stephen Naismith. Has to finish third. Mm. Um, he would have wanted him there. But obviously. Obviously, I, it seems like something else mm. in the background has been on before. I was going to say, with, with respect, that, that sounds like the easy thing to say from the outside, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. with like you know, oh, sh- I mean, surely you keep him around and he can. But if if that's counterproductive on or off the pitch for whatever reason, then then you wouldn't. And sometimes, you know, is there a is there like a statement involved? You know, when an interim like manager it. goes in and makes a big call, does that sometimes become part of it? Barry Robson, yeah. maybe not quite as. Well, well no, he put the captain, the captain went, didn't he? Yeah, he put the captain out. I like it. Uh, not for Snodgrass, obviously, um, because Mark's right. All we hear is how good a professional he's a terrific player. But it is a case of saying, look, this is the way I want to go. Snodgrass is not going to be involved in that. No point having him, keeping him about the club. His contract's up at the end of the season. You may as well just concentrate on the guys that you think are going to do the best job to get you finished third. And probably he's now getting interviewed for a Hearts job. Let's be honest about it. So he's got to do it his way. No problem with that. Be your own man. If you feel that Snodgrass is not going to be a part of your team, then it's best to move them on. And as long as they move on, shaking hands, still uh, remaining friends because they were teammates, I have no problem with that leadership. For Snodgrass, though, going forward, if Robert Snodgrass wants to continue to play, doesn't look good for him, does it? When you're seven games to go, and you've come up here for a year and a new manager who is your teammate, a friend I don't know how friendly they are now but Stephen Naismith said the relationship's been good over the years yeah, decides to say They'll not be going out for a pint anytime I soon I don't think we? so but I, in terms of a player I think that damages your reputation about, it depends what Snowy wants to do if he wants to go on and I don't think I don't think I, I don't you think You don't think it, that damages? No, 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 I don't I think Snodgrass If a club releases you no, there could seven be, there's, games there's to go There's different he, factors He's got such in a it. long career behind him yeah. really. There's going to be so many people out there That think Oh yeah, he'll come and do us oh, a turn 100%, 100% It may just not be the fit now And he's obviously suspended Did you say He gets sent off I think there's a big disappointment There for last week as well um, But I like it Look, I was in management I freed my best, best man It was the best decision I ever made <laughs> <laughs> I've been on a great success. What Stephen Smith, um, 
<laughs> a comment that really jumped out at me, Mark, as well, was when he was asked about, you know, is it only acceptable to finish third, basically? And he said that it would be nice, but for me, it's not the be-all and end-all, to be honest. The club have made a change to try and get a reaction. I firmly believe we will. Time will tell. Great start. You know, Derby coming up and all that. It was only two nights ago you two were here, I think. We played yeah. Andrew McKinley, the mm-hmm. chief exec's interview. And he admitted that the... Added incentive of finishing third Guaranteed group stage football £6 million Intensified the decision making process To get rid of Robbie Nielsen So maybe didn't go as far as to say It was the be all and end all But it's a huge factor It has to be otherwise If you weren't that bothered About the difference between third and fourth You would obviously just have left Robbie Nielsen Of course Surely So it made the big difference The Hearts board saw that Hearts Were going the wrong direction The finishing third So decided to make the change So big cross messages there Uh, if you're a Hearts fan You're sitting there And you're listening And you're thinking Yeah Stephen A. Smith's the right man And then he says It's not a be all and end all You think well Why have they moved quickly Why not just give Stephen A. Smith the job In the summer And keep Robbie on So I think I think inside he'll know That they need to finish third It's a big job Stephen A. Smith will hope He's got a long managerial career Ahead of him And this one period He hopes won't define him And it shouldn't define him Really But in terms of a Hearts job If they don't finish third then I can't see him getting that job, but here's hoping he gets a job somewhere else if they don't. What a way to kick off the weekend as well in Edinburgh Derby, right? You've got two more players who've got more than 250 Scottish Premiership appearances. So 2013-14 on, really tough. You've got Cal McGregor, Considine, Witherspoon, Brown, Hayes, McGinn, Shaughnessy. Is any of them still playing, Gordon? Yes, they are both still playing. And, and one's a goalkeeper. Bo- no, and they're both in their Premiership still. My goodness Interesting difference Because one of them Has done it spread over Five clubs And the other one Is a Tony one, what? No The other one is a One club man Throughout that entire period Hibs man? No oh. The one club man's Killy The five club man Is now at your mother will Stephen O'Donnell No he's just below him On the list oh. as well He's just below him Who's Right hold on McGinn? Yes Paul McGinn Well done Who's a Kelly one? Uh, I said poor, but it's no. not poor. Um, on, it'll be the only oh, one that's been at Kelly that full Rory time. McKenzie. Rory McKenzie. Well done. Thank you, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL. And thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your calls and your tweets, your company tonight. Much appreciated as it is every night. We are back tomorrow. What an incredible fixture list we've got coming up to preview with Hugh Keevans and Cami Bell. So make sure you join us then. And in the meantime, you might as well stay right there because Callum Gallagher is up next.